I'm going in search of witches. Witches? Witches. I guess you found me out, huh? Yeah. You should come around here on Halloween. You'd really see something then. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we all jump off the roof and fly. You know, sort of like a coven. We were placed fester under some strange sexual spell. And what time will we be spellcasting? Hello, 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 witches, and welcome to Moonstone Witchery, the podcast where we discuss witchcraft in the modern era. My name is Rian Lockhart. I am the head witch over here at Moonstone Witchery, and I'm super excited to be talking with you guys today. Um, today's episode, I wanted to talk about crystals because on the last episode where I, I discussed magic theory and contacting, connecting deeply with the, um, the spiritual realm and how all of that works, I said I was going to talk about crystals and then I just absolutely epically did not. <laughs> so I thought I would pick up where that train of thought had just kind of floated off on its own and I would pull it back down to earth and and talk about it with you guys because crystals are a huge part of many witches practices and if if crystals are not a part of your practice or of your spirituality that's okay too. But I know that for many Crystals play a really important role in their spirituality and their witchcraft practice, so I figured I thought it would be a fun and interesting thing to chat about because we all have at least one pretty rock that we have collected along the way, whether we've found it outside or we have been gifted it or we've seen it at a shop and it has just sort of spoken to our souls. And so what's the deal with that? And that's kind of where I wanted to start. What's the deal with these pretty rocks? What's the deal with witches and rocks? I had somebody ask me that once. Um, It was like holding a rock and not putting it down. I think it was an actual crystal, probably an amethyst. I tended at that time in my life to gravitate a lot towards amethysts. And I was holding this rock and... um, this person said to me, what is with witches and rocks? And I just laughed at the time because I thought it was an amusing observation. But I wanted to kind of dive into that like, and be like, you know, what is witch- with witches and rocks? What is up with that? I think that it has a lot to do with um, a lot of things, actually. First and foremost, many of us witches tend to be drawn to nature. We tend to really be into the natural world around us. We tend to be interested in collecting and holding uh, components of the outside world. I don't know about you, but on my altar at home, there's almost always something that I've collected from outside, whether it is a rock or a leaf or a pine cone or a... um, Oh, my girlfriend brought me back a piece of, um, like a bee's nest 
that was sort of just on the sidewalk and it had that beautiful honeycomb pattern and that's on my altar at the moment. I also tend, and this is a friendly reminder for those of you who might like to do that or who might want to start to get in the habit of doing it, I tend to change out what's on my altar. Well, number one, I change it like with my whim. So if I'm in some kind of mood or if the energy of my space feels off or... You know, if it's just feeling like it needs to be done, I tend to change out the things that I keep on my altar. Um, and along with that, I will tend to change the natural elements to kind of reflect and get on board with the current season. So in the summer, I might have leaves or flowers that are drying up or something along those lines on my altar. And then in the winter, it tends to be pine cones, rocks, um, cool looking sticks, (laughs) whatever I might find. In the fall, my my altar on my counter in my kitchen was just acorns this year. Lots of acorns because acorns just seemed to be finding me in abundance this year. So I thought that's probably a sign. going to take some home and tell the universe I received what it's giving to me. Uh, for me, an altar is all about communicating. It's about communicating to the energy around me And it's about saying, this is the kind of energy I'm cultivating more of. Uh, Thank you. And then it's also saying, this is the message I'm receiving from the divine around me. This is what I'm getting and I'm noticing it. And I want, you know, I want to communicate back. I call this signaling back. I want to signal back to the universe that, yeah, I've received your message and I am grateful for it and I am getting it. So that's what I'm doing with my altar. Now, when I say altar, and I know I'm on a a tangent away from crystals, don't worry. I'm going to come back to the crystals, I promise. When I say altar, though, what I'm talking about could be any variety of things. Any kind of spiritual person or witch is going to have a lot of different spaces that qualify as altars, most likely, in their home. Now, we could get really specific and very, like, um textbooky about it and say an altar is technically a space that is used in a ritual or for ritualistic purposes. That's true. And also I kind of like to live in that in-between zone where I have an altar as a functional space, but also I kind of have altars that are spaces that maybe I'm not interacting with them in a way that's ritualistic all the time, but I am setting them up intentionally with a specific purpose. Um, and that purpose literally can be like, this is where I keep my special goddess things. Like that's fine. It doesn't have to be like this space is manifesting prosperity and abundance, although it can, but an altar can be a space that's set up with intentionality and purpose. And like, there's a reason to it and it feels kind of sacred or at least special and you're interacting with it sometimes. I interact with an altar um, daily in my life. I keep a candle lit in my home whenever I'm home simply because I'm every time I'm lighting the candle I'm speaking to my own personal gods and goddesses, um, my own spirit guides or guardian angels or the ancestors around me, the loved ones that I know that are crossed, um, the animal guides that are with me. And I'm doing that with intentionality and purpose because I like to make my practice very alive, very actively connected, something I'm doing every day. So when I talk about my altar with the rocks or the sticks or the acorns on it, um, I'm always talking about the one that I keep 
alive and breathing in my home that I'm interacting with on on a daily basis. However, I mean, I could argue that my, my bedside table is an altar too. It's full of specific crystals and incense and I move it around and I change it based on what's going on in my life. So we'll talk more about altars and interacting with the divinity around us maybe on the next episode since I started that topic on this one and I'm now going to go back to the one I started on the last one. So let's get back to crystals for a second. Crystals have this amazing magic to them. They vibrate at different frequencies based on what they do and what they are. And those frequencies are what are apparently, or I don't like the word apparently because it makes me sound more skeptical than I am. Not that there's anything wrong with a skeptic. I love a dose of skepticism. I actually tend to be incredibly skeptical uh, with most spiritual things, funny enough. However... For me, crystals, there's no room for skepticism for me anymore because I've gone ahead and done the work and tested it out for myself and found that I had results that for me made me feel as if crystals are legit and I can go ahead and trust them. So I don't have skepticism around that anymore. But what I'm saying is that crystals will vibrate and resonate at different frequencies dependent upon what it is that they are putting out there, like what it is that they're doing for you. And if you ever consult like the Crystal Bible, which is an amazing book and I highly recommend it, I think that we can find a lot online, but the Crystal Bible is very resourceful. Just yesterday, my partner and I were sitting and um, sending out crystals. Part of my business on Moonstone Witchery is that I will intuitively choose crystals for people. Um, I will tap into their energy field and connect to their guides and choose a crystal for them that I will send to them based on whatever it might be bringing to them. So we were sending these crystals out and it was much easier to consult with the crystal bible than it was to 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 sort of google you know here's what i think this crystal might be bringing to you after i would channel it so it's funny because i would channel a crystal figure out which crystal belonged to which person and then kind of jot down a few notes as to maybe like this is what this crystal is supposed to do um and i always encourage everybody to look into it themselves as well but tangent aside having the crystal bible was very helpful so these crystals each do something different. Now, if you have the Crystal Bible, you'll see that they ha- all do a, a, an abundance of things. There's, there, each crystal does many different things, just like each person has many different gifts to offer. And each situation has many different, many different things it can bring to, to a person. A crystal is going to be the same way. And so when you decide that you're going to incorporate crystals into your life or into your spell work or whatever it might be that you're incorporating crystals into, what I want you to do is to choose a crystal that is supposed to be supportive for whatever that task may be. And then I kind of also want you to choose a crystal that just feels right to you. Because to me, that's what crystals are about. That's part of the magic of crystals. Part of the magic of crystals for me is just seeing a crystal, holding it in my hand, feeling the resonance, feeling its vibrational energy, and just knowing that it connects to some part of me or some energy that I'm either missing or that needs enhancing or where I'm just resonating at a similar frequency in part of my life as whatever that crystal is. So an example would be amethyst. 
amethyst is kind of like the quintessential crystal it's the crystal that i feel like everybody has or everybody knows about uh, especially when you're doing witch work or getting into spirituality amethyst is very supportive in that capacity they say that purple stones and the color purple is a divine is a divine color this is um there's a lot of reasons for why purple is considered to be so linked to divinity. One of them is because of the crown chakra being that beautiful um, indigo purple color. It's actually not indigo. Your third eye is indigo, and then your crown is just that beautiful, rich purple color. And both the third eye and the crown are your chakras for like spiritual connection. So anything purple that resonates at that same frequency, because please remember, colors resonate at frequencies themselves. All colors are visible because of the frequency that they're resonating at. So purple is a divine color. It's a divine frequency. So a purple crystal will be resonating in that, in that realm. But that said, I mean, even historically, kings and queens would dress in purple a lot because it is a beautiful and rare and fanciful and most likely expensive dye and color choice. And because it has that connection to that divine quality. And of course, kings and queens were always wanting to reassert their divinity, right? That they've been chosen and elected by God or whomever to sit on that specific throne at that specific time. So purple has a long history of being an elevated and divine color. And so amethyst is great for divine work, for spiritual work, for spiritual connection, for magic. So you'll notice that a witch's color is often, witch's colors, if you think about it, tend to be like black, orange, and purple. I'm not sure what the orange is about, except if you go by the chakras, again, will be for the, for orange, you go down into the sacral chakra, which is like reproductive fertility sex chakra. So I don't mind, <laughs> I don't mind orange and purple being affiliated with witchcraft if that's the if that's the reasoning I mean sex magic is a thing and we will discuss that in a later episode but that's not today back to crystals so when you're choosing a crystal I want it to feel right and so this can be hard for people this can be really challenging for people especially if you are someone who is not used to kind of like inhabiting your own body that sounded like a weird sentence right but so many of us especially if we've had trauma or difficulties or challenges in our lives so many of us are used to like blipping out of our own body and kind of like floating up a above up in our head staying up in our head and our logic center or like even dissociating and like popping out into like a daydream land of some kind or another and then re-entering our body when possible so many of us are used to not really feeling the sensations of our body maybe we carry chronic pain or illness again maybe we have had trauma there's a lot of reasons why we blip out of being fully aware of our body, and that's okay, but I do, I do encourage people to seek support and professional support in the form of like therapy or something along those lines to kind of try and heal from that because you are a spiritual creature inhabiting a physical body, and so part of your purpose here, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, so feel free to not listen to it or disagree all you want. It won't hurt my feelings, but part of my opinion is that as you are intended to 
be a spiritual creature inhabiting a physical body, well, there must be a reason that you were assigned this specific body. And it's time to try to live in it. And that doesn't mean force yourself to be re-traumatized by forcing yourself to have body awareness, but it means take the steps that you need to take in order to have it not be traumatic to fully exist in your, in your skin as you. And so one of the benefits of living in your body or being willing to re-enter your body a little bit is that you can interact with the tangible world in a whole different way. Um, anybody who's an empath or anybody who's drawn to spirituality has the spiritual calling. You are already called, if you're listening to this podcast, if you have any interest in any of this stuff, you have a spiritual calling. Welcome. We're so glad to have you here. We need you. We need more of you in this world to awaken to your spiritual calling and to, to, to show up. And so if you have this spiritual calling, interacting with the world as you is an important part of that. And holding a crystal in your hand, if you are able or willing to feel what it feels like, and sometimes it requires deep breaths, a willingness for that moment to be in your body and to just say, close your eyes and to hold it in your hand and to say, what does this feel like to me? And that can be a really powerful, divine, like shifting moment in your life because the crystal itself in my belief system is a living being. It's um, resonating at a certain vibrational frequency. It's speaking to you, right? It's telling you something. It's saying, let me give you all this special love. That's kind of what I think they're all saying. I know that might sound really cheesy, but honestly, Crystals are just like emanating love at you in a different way. Um, An obsidian crystal's love is going to look like protection. And a selenite crystal's love is going to look like divine energy and and powerful cleansing. And an amethyst crystal's love is going to look like really special like healing. And a rose quartz crystal's love is going to just feel like love. Um, So many different crystals are radiating love at you in a different way. Citrines radiating love at you with in the form of like abundance and prosperity and blessings and joy. You know, they're all bringing you something. They're all bringing you something. And whatever they're bringing you, they're bringing it with a loving vibration. And you can feel that vibration or you can at least breathe it in. Um, and I told one of my students once, uh, we were talking about something else, but she was having trouble. She was having trouble accepting that she needed to change something in her life. She knew she wanted to change and she knew she needed to change, but she was having trouble with it. And I said, well, are you willing to change? That's all you really need. Are you willing? You don't have to know how to do it. You don't have to do it yet are you willing to do it? And she said, no. (laughs) And then she said, but I'm willing to be willing to do it. And that was a really powerful moment for me because I said, oh my goodness, well, that is beautiful. Being willing to be willing is, is really um, life changing. It's a really great first step. And if you are not someone who's able to feel the energy from crystals yet, but you believe in it or you want to, or it's something that you'd like to draw into your life, just ask yourself, well, am I willing to start to feel 
the energy coming from crystals? Or am I willing to be willing? Am I willing to be willing that this is a thing? Um, and that's a thing you can share with people in your life who might suffer from extreme skepticism. <laughs> skepticism to the point that it blocks them from joy. Skepticism can be very healthy, but skepticism in um, too high of a dosage can have some side effects that <laughs> include limited joy and a negative disposition or a negative outlook on life. And no one wants that kind of skepticism. At least I don't. I won't talk for, for everyone else on the planet. But for me, that kind of skepticism crosses out of being healthy and just into being limiting. And for me, I don't like limits. I don't like being limited. I like a, an abundance of possibilities. So if, if you are someone who has trouble feeling the energy radiating from a crystal, just try to quiet yourself as much as you can and be willing for it to show up differently. You might not feel it in your hand. You might feel it in your mind. You might feel your energy or your mood shift. You could tuck it under your pillow at night and see if you wake up feeling different or if your dreams are different. I like to bring certain crystals and keep them in my car so that they protect my car or energize my car, charge my car in a certain way. Selenite is great for for that because it doesn't need to be cleansed or charged. It cleanses and charges itself and it elevates the energy of everything around it and it cleanses the energy of everything around it. So you can make grids in your home or in your vehicle with with small pieces of selenite and I like that um, or and I'll keep some um, I used to always have some black crystals in my car too for protection things like that I just think that if I ask the crystal to help me with something maybe it will and that's all I need to know and that brings me to another point so a lot of times what you'll see when you're consulting with a book or a website you'll see that crystals have a lot of different purposes or a lot of different um, things that they can do. And so amethyst, I'm going to just stick with amethyst because it's like, like I said, everyone knows it. Amethyst does so many things. It's like amethyst can heal headaches or help with, you know, protection. It helps you communicate with the divine. It helps heal you from ailments and any pains. It does this, it does that. It's a psychic zone. It's, it's all these different things. And so it's like, well, what what's it doing? If I just keep it with me, is it just going to do all of that? And the answer is kind of, in my opinion, the answer is, well, yeah, it's just going to just sit there radiating what it, what it radiates because it hasn't been told otherwise. But if you can take a crystal, if you can take that piece of amethyst and hold it in your hand and you can say to yourself, hello, amethyst, and you can do this in your mind and you might feel weird, but so much of spirituality is kind of like contingent upon feeling weird that it's kind of just a nice little initiation process for you to just feel weird. Um, hold the amethyst in your hand, say hello amethyst, and then tell it your name. You might, you can include your middle name if you want, or you don't have to tell it your name that you go by. It does not have to be your birth certificate name. Who cares what your birth certificate name is? Not me. Tell it the name that you go by. How do you identify yourself? What is your name to you? tell the crystal your name and say, I've chosen you. Um, I hope that you'll work with me. I am really big on <laughs> consent in general. Consent, super important, not just sexual consent, by the way, just all forms of consent. May I give you a hug? Hi, may I shake your hand? Like, is it okay if I enter your space? Like consent in general to me is very important. And so saying to the crystal, I would like to work with you. 
is it okay if I work with you? And then allowing a pause where you can either feel a response or not. And then you invite the crystal to do whatever it is that you're hoping it will do for you. So what I mean by that is you're going to say, I've chosen you to support me in alleviating my headaches. I'm hoping that when I hold you, you will help remove my headaches for me and take that energy and dissipate it in whatever way you see fit. And then you thank the crystal, thank you so much, blessed be, and so it is so, and you're on your way. And this is sort of a form of programming the crystal to work with you and to have you and the crystal begin to have a bond or to develop that connection with each other where you've told the crystal what you'd like from it. Um, And in there somewhere you might say, like, I offer my gratitude to you, I align my energy with yours. And so you're kind of introducing this idea that you're in a functional relationship with this crystal because this the crystal is, is radiating a certain energy for you, towards you, and you are also radiating an energy and you're bringing it to the crystal so I just want you to have awareness around that all things are an exchange all things are an interaction especially if you chose to live the life as a witch or as a spiritual person you're understanding or you're beginning to see that you're in a transactional sort of circumstances with all things that you interact with and all people places things um, objects quote inanimate objects <laughs> unquote you're gonna you know whenever I drive somewhere if, if my car gets me through a particularly crazy maybe moment on the road I'll I'll sort of pat her and and thank her for <laughs> for her contribution to that experience I want you to start to understand that your energy is interacting with the energy of the world around you and that's what crystals are all about what we're doing when we work with a crystal is we're honoring accepting and honoring the energy that a crystal radiates we're, in, we're picking it up. We're asking it if it wants to belong with us for a time being. We're telling it what we'd like to do together in our, in our little business arrangement with this crystal. We're thanking it. We're being in gratitude and abundance towards it for that um, contribution it's making towards our lives. And in exchange, we're cleansing its energy. We're charging it under the moon. And we're, we're going about our business and having a good experience based on that. So that's kind of where I'm coming from with crystals. Oh my goodness. And so that's where I'm coming from with crystals. And so when we move forward and we're crafting a spell or we're figuring out a ritual that we want to do, it's we can look to the energy of what we're trying to bring to that spell or ritual consult a book or website to discover what crystals will work you know talk to the crystals we have in our own home and say hey hey guys this is what I'm doing um, or hey y'all if we I would like I'm, I'm attempting to switch out of saying hey guys to a more gender neutral um, phrase which is hey y'all but now see I grew up in the northeast portion of the country so hey guys is just a thing we say but I don't like that it's gendered so I'm working on it so if you hear me say it please um, understand that I don't even want to be saying it and so I'm working through that but you can go to your crystals and say hey everybody um, I am doing a spell for this who wants to join in and you can use your intuition to determine which crystal might want to participate in that spell and and which doesn't and if all this sounds really crazy and weird to you that's okay too Um, you can go ahead and be like wow all right she's a little extra I absolutely am 
but that's also why I'm here um, making my entire life's work about witchcraft and spirituality. I think you need to be a little extra in order to, to dive into the degree with which I've, I've dove into this whole life here. But that's how I do it. I, I consult my crystals. I put out there the certain energy frequency and resonance and I allow them to respond back to me. And that's the way that I um, teach crystals. That's how I work with crystals. And that's what I wanted to share with everybody on today's podcast. So if you work with crystals in a different way, or if you have a thought or a comment to contribute to me uh, about crystals or about anything we've talked about so far in the podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can find me in an abundance of ways. I'm um, Moonstone Witchery. I'm at Moonstone underscore Witchery on Instagram. You can find me on MoonstoneWitchery.com where you can purchase intuitively chosen crystals or little prescription bag recipes bags of crystals that I will handcraft for you and program to your energy specifically for whatever issues you might be having in your life right now. I have um, access to so many crystals in my life and I intuitively choose them and I create these wonderful little bags for people. But I can also intuitively channel just a single crystal for you. So you can find links for that um, over on my website at moonstonewitchery.com. And you can find me on Facebook. Uh, My partner has made a Facebook page as well. It's also Moonstone Witchery. You're noticing a theme. And of course I'm here on the podcast and I love talking with you and I love hearing from you. So please hit me up if you have any contributions that you'd like to make. And it has been wonderful speaking with you this week about crystals and I will be back again next week. Have a blessed week.